Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher and the dynamic Joe Fordyce, our Flyers pre- and post-game live producer. Joe, Taryn, the playoffs are humming along, and the Flyers all-season continues. Uh, I think this is one of the more slower periods of an all-season, especially when you have the NHL playoffs needing to be played out. Um, but still plenty to talk about, pr- plenty to break down, plenty to analyze. So we figured we would have some fun and do some question and answer type of topics here. And so let's start with it. Obviously, we know the Flyers had a very disappointing 2021 season. Uh, they really need to rebound next year. Uh, they have holes. They have areas that they need to be better at. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com match just go to indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So let's start just real vague and easily. Offense and defense. Our first question for the Flyers to be better defensively next year. What is Who is one player that really needs to step up in your opinion next season? One player in-house that needs to be a lot better from last season? to this season as we know the Flyers gave up the most goals per game in the NHL really inexcusable for them coming off of last season so Taryn Hatcher I will start with you one player that needs to be better next season defensively for the team to really take strides in that area uh the split for me between Travis Sanheim and Phil Myers okay I think um Sanheim was like it they were trying to see what he would mold into. I feel like this season. And I don't think anyone really, I I think people were hopeful for a lot. I don't know that people necessarily expected a lot. And he quite frankly, under underperformed on both of those regards. Um, But I think the thing that was more startling with Travis Sanheim was I think more people thought they saw him mold into something last year and they hope that he would continue to grow off of that. And then instead he regressed into more of a question mark again. So I'd probably go Travis Anheim. Really, you need the two of them to shore up together. And, and if they're your second D pair and they're playing next to each other and they're playing the way they played 2019, 2020, you're probably in a pretty good spot. So my true answer is the both of them next to each other because they seem to complement each other and play off each other well when they're playing well. Um, but it was, I wonder about Phil Myers' health throughout the season. I don't, I don't know. I just, I wonder about that rib injury because 
his con I know it was early on in the season, but his comments about the doctors basically told me it can't get worse. So I'm going to play. I wonder if it really honestly maybe bothered him more than he let on. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it, but it's always sparked a question mark in my mind. Um, so I'm hopeful that we'll just see a better fill next year in general, but you can't be one of the best plus minus guys on the team one year and then be one of the worst the next year. And that was certainly the case for Phil and yeah, him and Travis next to each other just took such a massive, it seemed like step back this season. And quite frankly, for two guys who are really good skaters got beat a lot this season, which was bizarre to see. So you hope that that was just something that an anomaly that will not occur again next season. So I know it's not just one answer, which you asked for, but that would be my, my two together. No, it's a great one that I think everyone is expecting that young D pair to take strides toward reaching its defensive potential. Um, everyone has heard about the upside of Sanheim and Myers. Uh, I love that pick Taryn. I think those two definitely need to be better for the Flyers to be better. They're, Chuck Fletcher said it um, at the end of the season. They really need their young players that they drafted and have developed to take big strides. Uh, that D pair, of course, will be under their microscope to start the next season. Joe Fordyce, who is it for you? Um, this one's going to actually assume that he's part of the team, which is a very big assumption. Um, but I'm going to say Shane Gostisbehere, Bear, and I'm going to say he needs to uh, – come into camp and play well enough early to solidify his spot in the lineup. Because when he's in the lineup and he's going, the the whole team is better offensively. Now, these are, 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 these are big assumptions because I think he arguably is the most likely candidate to be lost in the expansion draft. So um, I don't know, but I mean, I really think that when he is on, he is – I don't think there's any player on this team right now that affects the way the offense goes more than Shane. And I think you could argue that for the last few seasons. I mean, really since he came up, he changes the whole look of the way that they play offense. And I will add the caveat to this that – he needs to be with a guy that's a, a stay-at-home defenseman. Um, we're not going to see Shane um, be the most noticeable player in his own end. We all know that. That's okay. That's what his identity is. And there's a lot of players in this league that that is their identity, and it's okay. You need to have a player to make up with that, uh, make up for that, um, to compliment Shane. So I'm going to say Shane Gostaspare merely for his effect on the offense, his effect on the power play, um, and just be um, adequate defensively, adequate enough to not be a liability in the lineup uh, in their own end so that we can, you know, that they can take advantage of what he brings uh, on the offensive end of the ice. Yeah, we remember Shane Gossespierre was scratched uh, three straight games be for defensive reasons. Elaine Vigneault cited defensive reasons. Um, so he had um, some lapses there defensively where uh, the Flyers felt he wasn't good enough to be on the ice. 
So I think Shane Gossesberg, yeah, his defense is always something that he needs to focus on um, to help them prevent goals. We know he can produce goals, but how often can he help them prevent goals? Uh, it's a really good one, Joe. For me, I'm going to go a forward. I'll, I'll go Kevin Hayes. I, I think defense isn't all about the defensemen. I think that was a large part of the team's problems was on the back end, but I think their forwards can help them be tougher to play against. We've heard Sean Couturier, the Selkie winner last season, say numerous times that the Flyers were too easy to play against sometimes. I think that speaks volumes coming from a guy like him. So I'll say Kevin Hayes. Um, I don't think Kevin Hayes had a real bad season this year. I think a lot of people would disagree with me there. I just thought it was an okay season. And I think when he's really changing the game, he's playing 200 feet. You're seeing his six foot six, six foot five frame be disruptive, that long reach. Uh, you're nosing him more there. I just don't think he was consistent um, enough in the defensive side of the game, the 200 feet side of the game, all ends, both ends of the rink. And he even admitted that he, th he thought he wants to be a guy that changes the game defensively uh, every single night. And he said, he can honestly say that he did that this season. Uh, we know he was playing through some, to, through some pain. He, he's going to be having uh, sports hernia surgery this week in Philadelphia. So we know he's going to get something addressed. So maybe he wasn't quite healthy all year. But Kevin Hayes, I think, can be a lot better. I think he can really change them from a 200-foot perspective. And on the penalty kill, too. If you remember, last season he had four shorthanded goals. The year prior to that, 2018-19, before Kevin Hayes arrived, the team had three shorthanded goals. So Hayes had more shorthanded goals last season than the team had the previous season. He had none this season. The penalty kill, I think, had only one, if I remember off the top of my head. I believe it was Scott Walton. So I just think Kevin Hayes can be a lot better defensively. And I think when he's really at his peak defensively, the team will cut down on his goals against drastically. I don't think we've seen Kevin Hayes at his full 200 feet per perspective yet. I really don't. I don't even think we saw him at his best in 2019-20. I think he can really be that good. So I'm going to go Kevin Hayes. I'm expecting more from him defensively. And I think the Flyers will take big strides there as well. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. All right, so let, let's look at the other side of the puck. Let's look at goal scoring and offense. The Flyers got off to a great start offensively. I think a lot of people thought that was not going to be an issue for them was scoring goals. But they did end up regressing in that area. They scored the seventh most goals last season. This season, they were 15th, so just about middle of the pack. Uh, far too inconsistent, I think, from a goal-scoring perspective. We know what the power play did. Far too inconsistent there as well. So one player, Taron Hatcher, that you really think needs to be much, much better offensively for the team to be better, who is that for you? Travis Konechny. <laughs> there we go. I mean, it was pretty uh, – there's, uh, there's other players that Scott Lawton went into a really long scoring slump there, you know, there were other players that had similar seasons. Obviously we've talked about Nolan Patrick at length recently, and he adds a huge bit of depth if he can regain certain form, but Travis Konecki just needs to be better. I mean, they're, they're paying the kid a decent amount of money now. And especially, I know he signed that contract before we knew what the cap situation was going to be with COVID and everything, but especially now considering, and he just, 
honestly, for a lot of the season, you, you could watch an entire game and Joe and I both have had this conversation. We're watching games probably more closely than the average fan is for stuff to talk about in intermission, stuff to talk about on post-game live. And as closely as we watched the game, there were plenty of games where you forgot Travis Konechny was even on the team. And that's a problem both in that it's not characteristic of him. Even if he's not scoring, he's usually being an agitator and that's got value to it as well. Um, But realistically, we talk about the veteran leadership leading this team a lot this season. And I, I know that causes a visceral reaction with certain people who feel like certain aspects of that veteran leadership should be broken up or are overpaid or this or that, or the next thing. But in reality, like we we're talking about Travis connecting like he's a kid and he's, he's not anymore. He's paid like an adult. He's been in the league long enough. We saw what he was capable of last season. I don't think last season was a revelation. I think it was him living up to what his expectations should be. And I think he's capable of doing it again next year. I also think, and I totally understand the reasoning behind it. I don't think he had an off season like he normally has. And that's solely based off of conversations that I had with him early in the season or during preseason. Um, It seemed like, you know, he was joking with us about this is before the season started. So it wasn't really in poor taste. Although now that we talk about it, I'm sure it'll um, irritate some people, but he would talk about in preseason, like, the one thing I learned about myself over COVID is that my metabolism is really slowed down and you're sitting there and you're going, all right, well, what does that mean? Does that mean you're sitting at home and relaxing a little bit too much? And when you went to get back into training, it, it didn't ramp up as easily for you or was it hard because you didn't have the same resources or whatever? Uh, again, I know it's not what anyone wants to hear, but I think I would like to see what these players look like after a true off season where they can now work out with each other think it impacted guys like Ivan Provorov the same way but yeah I think TK TK's got to be a guy who's like your first or second leading goal scorer every single year at this point he's got to and it's you know I, I just the amount of games he was not noticeable was was more the issue for me than anything also so TK for me. I like it. It's funny. The, the metabolism thing is so funny. They mentioned that. I hope people don't get, you know, ticked off by that or anything. I think that's a realization for any, a lot of players, like as they, be, they go from kids. For me as an adult, like right. this is a human being. You, right. you don't know it's happening until it's happening. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I've never had a pattern in my life in, a, in this kind of way. I'm right. sure based on, if you look at TK over the years, I'm sure he was a kid who like, could burn through six hoagies and not gain a pound. And that's not the case anymore, but that's just life. So he'll figure exactly. it out. Exactly. How many, how many times do you see a lot of players get a lot more serious about physical fitness as they get older, they get wiser mm-hmm. and they also realize their body needs that to, to have a long and prosperous career. So uh, that's a good thing. I think Travis Connecty is realizing that um, and a full off season should be very important to him and so many guys, Joe Fordyce. Uh, offensive player that needs to be better. Who is it for you? Uh, so Jordan, I'm going to take your defensive guy and I'm going to say he's the guy for me offensively that needs to be better. Um, Kevin Hayes is a big ticket player on this team in terms of money. Um, and the Flyers need more than 12 goals from, from a big ticket player. Um, you know, he, he 
I, I understand it wasn't a full season. Um, so, but what Taryn said about the stretches of games where you didn't notice Travis Konechny, I think the same can be said of Kevin Hayes. And I think the stretches where you didn't notice him were even longer. And the bigger problem with that is he's a center. I don't think a center can be invisible in games. A top two center, nonetheless, can be invisible in games. And I think that's what we had this year from Kevin Hayes. Now, the sports hernia, we don't know when that started to bother him. We don't know how it got worse through the year. We don't know any of that stuff. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where you don't know if, what's going on with a guy. And then after, you see, after the season, you hear, oh, this guy's going to have surgery. And you go, oh, that makes sense with why he didn't play that great this season. I mean, we see it every year in the NHL. Um, whatever the reason is, I think Kevin Hayes is the guy that needs to be better offensively. The Flyers just need more than 31 points from him. Um, he's, much, he's far too important of a player on this team for that offensive output um, that we saw this year. And quite frankly, those points were collected in bunches. And, um, you know, that's – we need more consistency as opposed to the, the, the streakiness and the bunches. And, you know, streakiness and, and bunches of points are okay if you're not – I mean, if you're noticeable in, in the other games. And I think that's where we got into it. So anxious to see what he comes back with uh, in training camp after having the surgery, coming back hopefully healthy in training camp and for the beginning of the season. Anxious to see what he begins. Obviously, you said on the defensive side, I'm anxious to see that on the offensive side for Kevin Hayes. Yeah, I think his third season in this seven-year, $50 million deal will be a big one. Because I think a lot of people want to see more as we know, he had a very positive season in 2019-20. But, Joe, you mentioned it. Money money really talks. When you get paid money, uh, it's just natural. You, you get put under the microscope, and you, you need uh, to produce. The Flyers have said time and time again, they did not get Kevin Hayes just to put up 50, 60, 70 points. They got him to make the team better uh, over the full length of the rink. But when you get paid seven, you know, $50 million over 70 year, uh, over 70 years – 50 million over seven years, <laughs> that would be a long contract. Um, you, you need to put up points too, and you need to put up goals. Um, Kevin Hayes last season was on pace to break his career high in goals uh, of 25. He was on pace to break that uh, before the season was stopped short. This year, as you mentioned, Joe, uh, 12 goals over 55 games. I think a lot of people would admit that that was disappointing. Uh, they expected more from him from a – point production standpoint and a goal standpoint uh so yes man that's a good one two good ones connecting and kevin hayes uh terrence stole my pick i was gonna go connect but that's just fine i will jordan i think connect was the first guy that probably came to all three of our minds yeah uh no. mainly because as taryn alluded to i mean he almost admitted to us on media day that he he was out of shape yeah. and i think that's just you know as a media member it's something that you hear that, and then when you see it translate to the ice, you don't forget it. So I think all of us w thought of his name right away. Um, yeah, I think that was, like you said, the clear-cut one was Travis Connecty. Because let's be real, he was an all-star last season, uh, played like an all-star, scored, scored like an all-star, 
And this year, I thought Taron hit the nail on the head. I just thought he blended in far too much. You, uh, I think the, a, lo- a lot of people argue that the Flyers don't have star players. I think Travis Konechny is an all-star. He is a star, but he's got to play like one. Um, and I, I looked it up uh, in 2019-20 when he was an all-star. He led the team with 19 even strength goals. This year, uh, he had seven even strength goals in 50 games. You need star players to make things happen at even strength. I just don't think he did it. Um, he's got to be more noticeable. But I'll, I'll change it up a little bit, and I'll go Nolan Patrick and Oscar Lindblom. Um, we all know what those two young guys went through the previous season, Oscar Lindblom being diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma, missing the rest of the regular season, um, beating cancer, coming back this year, and obviously just going through a lot in terms of trying to get his, his body right, conditioning-wise. Um, and then Nolan Patrick missing all of last season with the migraine disorder, coming back this year, trying to feel like himself again. Both those two young men have gone through a lot, but I think when they're playing to their potential and after a full offseason, they can change the game offensively. Lindblom had uh, 11 goals before his diagnosis. That was tied for the team lead. He was such an impact player offensively. And Nolan Patrick, we know what he can do, the skill that he has, what he can do down the middle of the ice in terms of playmake and also score some goals too. Uh, I think those two players – could be huge if they can get their bodies back and feel like themselves going into next season after camp and going into the season, have loud starts. And the Flyers could go to another level if those two are ready to rock and roll. But let's get into our cold brew check presented by Duncan. Um, this allows us to look a little bit outside the organization. We're not going to talk in-house. Let's look at some external options for the Flyers. So this is our cold brew check Presented by Duncan, if we had to pick one pending unrestricted free agent that we would love the Flyers to be interested in, who would it be? Taryn Hatcher, I will start with you. One UFA you would like the Flyers to pursue. Well, in full transparency, we talked about this before we went on air, and I said that I would find someone other than Dougie Hamilton because Joe is going to talk about Dougie Hamilton. (laughs) And the more like I've spent this entire podcast, like trying to find someone I would like on this team more than I would like Dougie Hamilton. And there's really not anyone. So I'm going to defer to Joe to go first since that was in fact his pick. And I'm going to see if I can get creative in the interim here. And, but just name wise, Dougie Hamilton. Okay, Joe, you take the floor here, bud. Um, Well, there's no, there's no, I mean, this is kind of unanimous. And, and then when you look at the, when you look at the list of the, the upcoming UFAs, um, Dougie Hamilton is at worst second or third total. And that includes Alex Ovechkin, who I think most people just forget or just assume that he's going to go back to Washington, but he's a UFA. So technically he's on the UFA list. So Doug, it's not like – Dougie Hamilton is going to be like Alex Petrangelo last year. The Flyers are going to be highly, you know, it's going to be a highly competitive market for Dougie Hamilton. Um, so – but that's what the Flyers need. They need a guy who is sound defensively, who drives the offense. Um, and and I, I think there's – I really think they're in need of a guy – who can quarterback the power play. Um, I just don't think Provorov is your prototypical power play quarterback, and Hamilton can do that. Um, 
he's done it for a number of teams. Um, and I, I think he would be a great fit for the Flyers. Now, in order to get him, Chuck Fletcher is going to have to be creative and get some of his money off the books because that's the only way you're going to be able to get a player like him. I had one other guy, but I don't want to step on anyone's toes. So you guys go ahead. And if he's not mentioned, I'll just throw his name in at the end. Okay. Can I, can I circle back since now? Okay. So on the Dougie Hamilton train, I know people who cover the hurricanes. I'm friendly with some of them. They absolutely adore him down there. Like great guy to have around. Apparently, you know, always gets Norris votes, whatever. Another guy that would take a fair bit of creativity to get him on the roster. And this would be like trying to pluck a unicorn out of the sky, I think. And I think he'll stay where he's at. But just like if you could make a grocery list of players, like that would probably be the first aisle I go to. And this is just going to be, I don't know if it's going to be wild for people, but I was just looking at like free agents, you know, whatever. Why not Landis Cog? Who doesn't want a Landis Cog on their team? I would love a Landis Cog on my team. And he's an unrestricted free agent next season. But I don't know that'll work. By the time that that, that becomes a reality, he may be the captain of a Stanley Cup winner I with know, the way Colorado's playing. So, uh, and and in all on all the lists that I looked at, in the top five of those, the UFAs that are out there, Landis Cog was either right before or right after Dougie Hamilton. So, I mean you know what you're going to get out of that guy. And I think that would be a, an amazing addition. Again, that's going to take some creativity money-wise. Yeah, he's going to, Chuck's going to have to become a contortionist with the cap there. Because especially if they win, I mean, if they win a Stanley Cup, and like I said, I have full expectations that he's going to want to go back to Colorado and it seems like he's happy there. And you've got one of the best players in the league who probably soon will be the best player in the league in um, Nathan McKinnon there, you know, there's just so much going right there, but you just look at the people who are becoming free agents and you see his Landis Cog's name and you're like, maybe since they haven't negotiated yet, maybe he does want to move. <laughs> maybe we could just offload everything we have and he will come to us. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for, or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. 
To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Um, and I don't know Colorado's cap situation off the top of my head, but I mean, you have to think you have McKinnon, Landeskog, and he barely, he doesn't even hardly get talked about, but Rottenen, if he's on another team, I mean, he's the best player on half of the teams in this league if you put him on that roster. Yeah, they owe Rantanen 9.25 mil next year, McKinnon 6.3. I mean, they are spending some money here. Yeah, I've read that they're like trying to possibly maybe make a trade in the offseason because they know they need to clear some money. In, they have a ton um, of unrestricted. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Could they have 12 unrestricted free agents? And they'll year? have to, they're going to have to pay Kale McCarr soon, and that's not going to be cheap. Yeah. No. No, McCarr is restricted free agent next year. So they're going to have to pay him soon. They have a ton of unrestricted and restricted free agents yeah. over in Colorado right now or for next season. A ton. That's wild. I didn't even realize. And I wonder if that's why, obviously, the, the hype around this season is so big. Uh, not only, obviously, does that team look like it's built to win a Stanley Cup, but they could see some change next year. It's almost like every every season in the NHL is so precious because, you know, things can change, and it's tough to keep your team intact when you have that flat cap and and star players like Landis Scott. That would be pretty darn cool somehow that happens. So I, I like that, Taryn. Might not have fun, go bold there. Um yeah, for me, I'll go with more of more of a role player, but I don't want to make him sound like he's just a, a bottom sixer that wouldn't really change the dynamic of the Flyers. I'll say Blake Coleman. I think that's a really intriguing name. He made only $1.8 million a year on his previous deal. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent, obviously, as we're talking about UFAs. Uh, he has a couple of 20-plus goal seasons. Um, he's a guy that can scale your lineup. He's very sound defensively. And I think one of the biggest things is he kills penalties, too, at a really high clip. As we know, the Flyers were 31st in goals against this year, and they were 30th in their PK. I think he would be a great guy for the makeup of this team. I think he would be one guy that could really change the whole dynamic of the Flyers' goal prevention uh, efforts. Uh, I think Blake Coleman would be really intriguing. Um, and I, I do worry that a team would probably overpay him this offseason. As we know, he's due for a raise. He's been making 1.8 mil on his previous deal. Uh, he, he is due way more than that. So he's going to make a raise. I do worry one team might just be so eager to get him that they're going to overpay for his services. But he might not be demanding crazy high. He, he you know, he's made a career out of uh, being underpaid. So, you know, he, he'll demand a raise, but he's not going to go through the roof. So maybe the Flyers will be interested in him. I think, again, a team that really needs to shore up its uh, goal prevention efforts and its PK, I think Blake Coleman would be really intriguing. And I really think he would fit in well with this group. I really do. So Blake Coleman is the one for me. But so who is your who is your X Factor guy? Uh, there was actually a couple guys I, I, I was thinking about. And I the one of them I was thinking about back around the trade deadline. But the one I was thinking of was Tyson Barry. Um, I think Tyson yeah. Barry is a nice balance of defense and offense. The only thing that concerns me with Barry is when you see a player that's in the 20s that has played for a lot of teams, you kind of start to wonder why. So that would be a factor with him. And the other one I was thinking of was Alex Goligoski, um, who, of course, had a, a, his best season with Arizona 
uh, this season. I think they could both help the blue line. Um, I, I was thinking almost all blue liners here. Um, but if we're talking about winning name out there is Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman's always been a great goal scorer. And, I mean, the Flyers, they, the one thing they are lacking other than defense is a guy that you can count on to just score goals. And I think Mike Hoffman is that. So those are a couple of interesting names I thought of. Yeah, for sure. Mike Hoffman, it seems like he's a traditional 30-goal scorer. He's got a pair yeah. there. And I, if you, if you if, uh, look at his numbers this year, and he was a healthy scratch some games this year for St. Louis, but if you look at his numbers and you extrapolate it out over 82 games, he would have scored 27, 28 goals, I think. I mean, sign me up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think – didn't he get to the Blues, I believe, on a yeah. – on a try, I think a tryout contract. Right. It, it was, yeah, it was basically a. Um, they were going to sign him, I guess, that no matter right. what. Right. Yeah. And, but I mentioned he was a healthy scratch sometimes yeah. this season. So, you know, don't think he'd be a healthy scratch on the Flyers. No, no. Um, unless in, unless he gets in Lane Video's doghouse for yeah. 200 feet or something. Right. Um, yeah. But those are some names, and it's fun to look at. It's fun to look at as the playoffs play out. It's fun to watch these guys in the playoffs. As we know, we're, we're watching Landeskog play. We're watching Blake Coleman play. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, of course, in the playoffs. Dougie Hamilton in his career with Carolina is a plus 50. So, gosh, not only does he play the game offensively, and he can really change the game that way, but um, he knows what to do in the defensive end, too. So I think that's the dream scenario for the Flyers and their fans would be if they can somehow get Dougie Hamilton – and you know, what, you know what I just thought of, Jordan? I just thought of another name when you mentioned watching the playoffs and this disastrous series for Edmonton. Again, they're just – they don't score in the first two games, barely. Then they score and have a 4-1 lead in the third period and blow it and lose in overtime last night to Winnipeg. And it just got me thinking, too, Ryan Nugent, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a free agent after this year. And he's still – I believe he's 28 years old. And, I mean, this is a former top pick. Um, and if Edmonton goes out quietly, again, you've got to figure that they have – they have to change the complexion of that team. And we know it's not going to be McDavid or Dreisaitl, and they need room for those guys. So one would think they're probably not going to be able to re-sign a guy like Nugent Hopkins. So why not? I mean, maybe a change in scenery unlocks the potential – that he had as a former top overall pick. So that's another name to keep an eye on. Yeah, names to keep an eye on, especially during these playoffs. And gosh, Jets, Oilers, there's one series you had to pick has probably been the most shocking so far. I think that's got to be the one. That was the cold brew check presented by Duncan. This season, be sure to grab a cold brew for game time because where there's hockey, there's Duncan. But very fun talking to you both, Joe and Taryn. Thank you so much as always. We'll have plenty more off-season talk uh, and it should be fun and very active and interesting for the Flyers and their fans. I know it'll be interesting for us, and we'll continue to chat about all of it. Taryn Hatcher and Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Ben Berry, a special thank you to our podcast producer and Flyers fans. Thank you, as always, for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and subscribe, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.